Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Hello, uh, hello, welcome to the live broadcast from me, your host, Jonathan. Oh, sorry, Jonathan Stiano, live Q and A. Is it? Is it a bit glitchy? Is it glitchy? I think the internet in this place is not very good. Anyway, I'm on camera one. Live camera one, we've got some questions tonight, my friends. Um, as ever, if anyone's got any questions, please ask. But I've got a list of questions here on my notepad, which I'm going to go through. And um, in case you didn't know, every Tuesday, 7 p.m. And also, please comment and share. So please do those things. I comment on the things and share on things. I hope everything's okay with this this uh, broadcast in terms of audio and what have you. Uh, please let me know if it's not. I did one the other day, and the audio kept on clip. I did a fancy thing where I put the I put a, a screen grab on the on the screen, and the, and the audio cut out every time I did that. And I only realised at the end of it all. Live and learn. Live and learn. So here we go. What we got? We've got some questions here. So question number one, we got breast reduction under, tw- uh, under 18. 16-year-old um, mother's asking on behalf of, of the child. Oh, my God, you can see my ball part. Oh, Patch, I'm going to do that. Going a bit bald. Years have not been kind to my scalp. Looks all right front on, doesn't it? Although I think my wife cut it a bit short there. I think there is more hair there than it looks. But um, she's cut it a bit short. So um, look looks like this. So 16-year-old who is um, thinking of breast reduction. So uh, number one is that we can't see patients who are under 18 here at the clinic. So if you're under 18, you can't come to the clinic. We're not allowed cqc and what have you guidance and um so you but however we do um have a couple of hospitals we work at so you can we can see you at the hospitals i say we um i don't really do any pediatric plastic surgery so i'm not allowed to see people who are under 18 it seems crazy to me because i uh if you're under 18 and you've got a breast problem anyway You'd probably want to see someone who specializes in breasts. But anyway, there you go. Um, however, we do have a surgeon here, <clears throat> a bit croaky, sorry, who does specialize in uh, pediatric plastic surgery, and he is allowed to see children who are, say children, you know, 16, 17-year-old. Anyway, who is allowed to see people who are under 18, who, um, hi, Shona, not sure what that is. What is that? Is that a hand handshake? <laughs> Uh, who is allowed to see <laughs> two children who are under little people who are under eighteen? Um, so he, you can see him, but you'd have to see him at the hospital. 
that's number one. Number two, it's good practice to do surgery on people when when things have stopped wait, waving, when things have stopped growing. So it is good practice to wait until you're to, until you're um, stopped growing, which is usually around eighteen. So it is good practice to to, to do that. Um, but if you feel that you're a good candidate, you have surgery under 18. Personally, I have operated on patients uh, when I was allowed to uh, who are under 18 um, because I think it is an important part of your life and um, can be quite troubling, particularly when you've got breast asymmetry or significant um, need a significant breast reduction. You're also asking about liposuction because you heard about liposuction uh, and I think you're thinking it's less invasive than a breast reduction I can understand that but it's not really a good way to do a breast reduction it is a possibility to do breast reduction by liposuction but you usually do this in people who are old infirm of poor anesthetic risk because the liposuction doesn't remove any skin this is the problem with liposuction everyone in the body particularly on the tummy but anyway if you do liposuction to the breast you can imagine the skin envelope is not reduced so you have a skin a large skin envelope which is empty so the breasts sag a lot they droop a lot cosmetically it's not very good at all it's always good to tighten the skin at the same time as reducing the volume of the breast so liposuction i don't think is a good option for a younger person it's only a good option for a very old person who's not a good anesthetic risk who's got a very heavy breast and doesn't really mind um, so much about the cosmetic look of them we've got here a birthday happy birth oh happy birthday hannah um should we call it birthday? I don't know. So happy birthday to you. Thanks for, <laughs> for that. Um, yeah, doing something on people's birthdays or can't really call it birthdays, can you? Op, op day. Doesn't sound right, does it? Um, anniversary. Anyway, yeah, happy happy anniversary, Hannah. That's fantastic to hear. And there's some good emojis going on there. Very impressed with them. What are those green? Is that are they melons? Okay, melons and yeah, anyway, awesome, fantastic. So uh, we um, have also got here. What well, I'm, going, I'm going? I'm not going to look down anymore because I'm at bored when I look down. I'm just going to go to my questions here. How long to heal? A couple of these. We've had someone who's breast surgery, someone who's cysts or mole. So we've had a couple of people who are asking how long is it going to take for them to heal? Um, basically. To be honest with you, whatever operation you're having, whether it be a molar assist or a tummy tuck or a breast reduction or breast augmentation, I aim for the wounds to be healed in a week. Um, now, clearly, a tummy tuck is going to is a bigger operation than having a mole removed. So there are more chances of delayed wound healing and little bits and pieces that don't heal up things like mastopexy so you know it's a bigger op more scarring so it might i'd say a week to two week for the bigger ops and for a mole and things a week the skin like when you're doing a small mole and things the skin's healed in about four days um so i normally say about a week we normally take the stitches out about a week um and um so you aim for the skin to be healed in that time so a week to two weeks you aim for the skin to be healed which means you can wash shower uh, don't need any dressings and what have you after that week. However, although the skin is healed, it's not going to be full strength. So I wouldn't go crazy going, you know, um, gym and all that sort of stuff uh, too soon. Um, I normally say, you know, if you start getting into things after two weeks, four to six weeks before you're putting any tension on the wound. Obviously, again, if the wound's under a lot of tension to start with, so mastopexy, um, tummy tuck, those wounds are under tension, you're going to be a bit more careful about putting tension on it than if you're having a mole, which maybe was quite small or a cyst where you're not really 
have a closing window or a great de- deal of tension. Um, so you're going to be getting back into things quicker for those smaller operations than you are for the bigger ones. But yeah, broadly speaking, a week to two weeks for the skin to heal and, you know, four to six weeks for everything to really knit together. <clears throat> and then you can start massaging the, the wound and massaging the scar. And it takes six, 12, 18 months for everything to properly settle. But, um, you know, pure healing is a, is a week or two. Um, keep my head up. Next question, please. Oh, have we got any questions? Come on, guys. Let's get some questions going on. What's this? We've got a, got a Michelle waving and we've got a crying. Shona's crying. Um, I think that's laughing. I think that's a good crying, isn't it? Uh, so I'm going to keep my head up and I'm going to look to my next question, which is going on holiday after surgery. How quick go on holiday after appointment? I've written there. How quick? Anyway, I've written it better there. Going on, I think that's what it's talking about. How long... After surgery, I'm assuming. I don't know what surgery it was, actually. But anyway, um, holiday. a lot of people say, when can I fly? They're worried about the cabin blowing, you know, pressure and all that, uh, especially people who have breast implants and things. There's no problem with flying after surgery. Um, if you have to fly, you can fly after surgery. But I normally say you've got to wait. Well, not you've got to. I normally say you should wait around six weeks for everything to sort of heal up and knit together so things or Helen, I knew I could rely on you. Helen's got a question coming in live. That is what I am talking about. So, Helen, I'm going to be there in a minute. Um, And that's a good question as well, Helen. I like it a lot. I'll do the flying one. It wasn't flying, was it? What am I talking about? Going on holiday, and then I'm coming straight to you. Um, uh, What was I saying? So, yeah, a lot of people worry about flying and things. No problem with flying. However, if you're going on holiday, if you if you so yeah, if you have to fly, you can fly. If you're going on flying to do a nice thing like a holiday or something, you don't want to be flying when you've got a wound. It might get infected. Um, it might be a bit uncomfortable. You're not being able to carry bags and things. So I normally say wait at least six weeks. Around six weeks, things are starting to settle. The scar will probably be still quite red and, and what have you, and you might still feel a little bit tender again, depending on what you've had done. Less so for a mole, more for a tummy tuck or a mastopexy. Um, but you can actually start getting out and go, doing things and getting into um, uh, doing things like um, going on holiday. But the scar will be quite red and obvious. So you need to, Shona was coming with a live question as well. So I'm going to give you a thumbs up for that because I can't do it on here. But uh, um, you need to be careful with your scar if you are going somewhere hot. So if you're going somewhere hot, you don't want to get a tan on the scar for the first three to six months. While the scar is red and obvious, and let's say that's three to six months, quite a long time. It takes a while for that redness to fade. Now, that just means you have to keep your scar covered. So if you, if it's a breast surgery, you can just wear a bikini top, tummy tuck. You, we aim to try and get the scar healed in sort of um, bottoms. So um, you just have to keep the scar covered. If, you, if, it's not, if it's on your face or something, just put some tape, high protection sunblock, wide brim hat reason for this is if you get a scar if you get a tan on a scar while it's um while it's red and obvious you'll get the tan no problem at all you'll come home you'll lose the tan and then the scar will stay tanned so that is a problem so no sun on it so if you're going to a a hot place then you need to avoid the sun um but you can actually go on holiday i say six weeks after surgery as a rule so Helen is legend number one. Shona's legend number two. So, Helen, do you have 
Um, uh, can I get rid of that? Oh, yeah, okay. Do you have more chance of capsular contracture when changing implants? Yes, you do. This is the sort of vicious circle of implants, really. Capsular contracture is basically um, something that happens to implants, and that happens to any implant, whether it be a breast implant. I've got some props here. Props. Whether it be a breast implant, whether it be a hip implant, whether it be a cataract, whether it be a what else implants, heart, you know, anywhere, anywhere you have an implant, anywhere you put a foreign body inside the body, um, you the body walls the thing, the, the foreign body, off in scar tissue, and that's a capsule. So every single person with a breast implant has got a capsule. Over time, that capsule contracts, and because implants are soft and squishy, as opposed to a hip implant, where it doesn't matter if it walls it off. Oops, doesn't matter if it walls it off in scar tissue because it's a solid thing. But breast implants are squishy, so as that scar tissue contracts over the years, it get, makes the implant feel hard, makes the implant feel uncomfortable, and that is what capsular contracture is. And that is why you might want to have surgery because you get capsular contracture. Um, the problem with doing surgery for capsular contracture is the surgery involves removing all that scar tissue and putting a new implant in. And that is quite a big op. It's a bigger op than putting the implants in the first time, and it's more traumatic because you're cutting all that scar tissue out. And so you're making a big raw surface where you've removed all that scar tissue. And so um, more scar tissue comes. It's more traumatic, so more scar tissue comes. Um, oh, Shona's on a roll. Um, more scar tissue comes after a capsulectomy and change of implants than when you first put the implants in the first place. So I haven't said that very well. I think you said it better, Helen. Basically, the answer to the question is yes. You have more chance of a capsular contracture coming back when changing implants. So, for instance, if you have – so if someone comes six, seven, eight years after having implants put in and they say they've got a capsular contracture, I'll say, okay, don't worry, it's gone hard, it's a capsular contracture, that happens to implants, that's normal, it's nothing to worry about, number one. You might say, I don't like it. I'm like, well, if you don't, if it looks okay and it's just a bit hard, I would leave it as long as you can. It'll probably get worse, but it'll take many years for it to get worse, and if I put new implants in now, these implants have lasted eight years, if I put new implants in now, it might be six years before those ones go hard, and then four years, and then three, and then where are we? You're just doing... You have four operations on your breast. You've got more scar tissue every single time, more scar tissue coming down, more capsular contracture. So it happens quicker after a capsulectomy. So you've got to be careful about when you choose to have your capsulectomy. Have it when it's uncomfortable or have it when basically when, well, have it whenever you want. But it's got to be, um, you've got to be aware that a capsular contracture comes quicker second time around in answer to your question. So short answer is yes, Helen. Long answer is what I've just said. Um, that is why polyurethane. Implants are good because they don't go hard, or at least they're less likely to go hard. So a lot of people will only use them once you've had a capsule contracture. I used to use them like that, and a lot of surgeons are like that. They don't use them first time. They use them when people have had recurrent capsule contractures um, because they're much less likely to go hard. But there are pros and cons of polyurethane implants. Maybe for another day we can talk about polyurethane implants. But anyway, pros and cons. But um, yeah, the, the bottom line is capsule contracture comes quicker after capsulectomy. So you've got to be aware of that. Um, we are rolling, rolling, rolling. Show, oops, Shona has come in live, and Shona um, um, is saying, how long does a reduction stroke lift surgery normally take? So the surgery itself normally takes about three hours. 
uh, probably going to say two and a half to three and a half, depending on the amount of, you know, uh, um, to a degree, a lift is slightly less than a reduction. Um, obviously, a lift and a reduction are the same thing, as Shona obviously knows by sort of lumping them together. Uh, but a reduction is when you take volume out. So sometimes you're doing a very big reduction that's going to take longer. Um, but it is quite a big op. Both of them are quite a big op. I think people are always surprised when you hear that they hear it takes three hours to do because um, there is quite a lot to it because you have to sort of reshape the breast. Um, so it is quite a long operation, but it is all soft tissues. You don't actually go into, into body cavities or cutting muscles and things. So hopefully recovery is not too bad, although the, the anesthetic does knock you back a bit. It's a three-hour anesthetic. Um, oh, look at that. Wow. Um, Helen said that's helpful. Oh, thank you, Helen. Oh, blimey. Didn't expect, <laughs> didn't expect that sort of positive feedback. That's kind. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, uh, you know, and a, a, a thumbs up as well. Got thumbs up as well. Um, so, yeah, so a breast reduction takes about three hours, two and a half, three hours. Uh, do you stroke? Can you take pics of the finished work before taping up for the patient to see once come around from surgery? Um, no and yes. So do you know? Can you? Yes. <laughs> uh, so if you want to, yeah, fine. Ask. I'll take photos. No problem at all. The problem is they're never very, they're never very good. I have done it. I have taken photos of sort of immediately post-op, take a photo of the, of the result, and you might think, oh, that'd be nice for you to see. You're lying on the operating table. You've got your arms like, like this. It's hard to get an angle. Um, obviously, I wouldn't do it. One of the, you know, someone in theatre would take the photo. It's hard to get a photo. And I, I do do intraoperative photos sometimes, but they never come out as good as you think they're going to come out. And it always looks a bit weird and it all looks a bit strange. I mean, to be honest with you, you're going to ha just have tape over the top. So you're going to get an idea of what they're going to be like, um, because, you know, certainly if you're having a reduction, you're going to have an idea of what they're going to be like, lift less so. But, um, you know, you, the, the, the shape is a little bit strange, to be honest with you, because I push all the volume up north. So it looks um, it looks a bit weird. Um, whether you take a photo of it immediately post-op or not, um, thing, the shape does take time for it to, to settle. But um, if you are desperate, Shona, I will take a photo of it um, post-op, but it will not look great, probably, and it will look, I don't think it'll be one that you'll be keeping. It won't be one, you won't be having it as your desktop background, I don't think. Um, but, you know, if, you know, if that's what you want. Sometimes people want to take photos of the bit when you're doing a tummy tuck. I get that. You can see a big bit, you know, a big bit of skin. But, uh, and when you do a, when you do a breast lift and reduction, I've taken photos of the stuff that you take off. And again, it doesn't, never looks good because it looks, doesn't look like the shape. Like a tummy tuck, you can see the shape of it. But when you do a breast reduction, because you're taking, or a lift, you're taking the skin off in a funny pattern, it always doesn't look as good as you think it's going to look. So, yeah, photos aren't as good. Yeah, push up north. Push Everything goes up north because basically we're fighting against gravity. That's what we do. That's what we plastic surgeons do. We're fighting against gravity. Gravity works on us all, whether it's your face, whether it's your breast, whether it's your tummy, your knees, whatever it is, your tissues. Knees was a bit random, wasn't it? But yeah, you need everything does sag. Everything sags. Everything goes south. Gravity works on on us all, and we're always trying to fight gravity. You just have to look at the equivalent. You know, look at a child and look at an old person. Cheeks up here. You know, 
skin taut. And then as we get older, look at me, you know, everything goes south. So, yeah, we are constantly fighting gravity, Shona, and I am a gravity fighter, so I push it up north. And so when you come out, you'll be like that. And sometimes people say, oh, fantastic, I love it. And I always think, oh, my God, you're not going to like it in six weeks because they're going to settle. And sometimes people think, oh, my Lord, what's going on? Um, Which is probably a better thing to think because they will settle a bit. So, uh, yeah, everything goes up north. So, um, look at that. That was good. Um, Shona and Helen, gold stars to you two. Um, I wish I could um, tell you what I can do. Can do this. Does that work? Is that a? Oh, what's that? Is that a crying? Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do a crying one. I've done a crying one. I can't. I can't really see these emojis very well. What? Okay. I'm trying to do a smiling one. Is that a smiling one? Yeah, smiling one. In fact, better than that. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm working with technology here. I've got another question. It's not a live one, but, you know, I was just going to do that. Um, right. Makes sense. Push up north. See you in a couple of weeks, Shona. Can't wait. Can't wait. Are you come back to clinic in between? It's been a while since I've seen you. Do you want to come back? Should we sort it out now? Should I get the diary up? Shall I get you on? Do you want to be on? Oh, I can't, I'm not on the system where I can do split screen. I can do split screen Q&A, get you on. I don't think I can do it now, but I, if I did it, another, this, this thing has got facility to do that. So, um, yeah, Shoda, we can sort of, you, you can, anyway, I don't want to make it too, I don't get too personal. But if you do want to come back, are you coming back? Maybe you are, but it would be nice to see you because I haven't seen you in ages. Um, so it's nice to see you before the stage. You don't have to. But it's just a thought. Um, scar, right, next question. Will my scar be visible, question mark? What is this? And I'm not putting my head down because I'm bored. But, um, what was that? What was that? This scar, mole on lip, that was. Mole on lip. Now, I don't know if you've seen, for you who follow me on Twitter, have I put it on, um, on Instagram as well? I'll put a photo of a mole on a lip, top lip, which we shaved, and it's, the scar's not really visible. Um, so... The will my scar be visible is a big question. Now, we always aim for scars not to be visible and do our best to hide them. Uh, when you've got moles and what have you, often if it's on the face, the face does heal well. So, um, you know, often in time, you know, six months, 12 months, it can be hard to see the scars. But, you know, if you have got a mold or a lesion on your face, I would warn you that you will have a scar. And if you look closely, you will probably be able to see the scar. You know, it's hard to say to people, oh, the scar won't be visible because you've got to be prepared for a mark, call it what you will, a mark or a scar, a mark to be there. It's a trade-off for the mole. It depends on how much the mole bothers you. And if the mole doesn't bother you that much and the thought of a scar is really horrendous to you, I would say, look, think twice about having it removed, really. Um, particularly if it's, if it's a skin cancer, then it's different. If there's any worries about it, then it's different. But if it's... Um, is this all laggy? because it's a bit laggy on my thing. Anyway, if it's, um, is laggy a word? My son uses that all the time. Is that a normal word in, in the world, laggy? 
anyway um if it's if it's a um if it's a mole on your face you've got to be except there's a trade-off we cannot guarantee you will not be able to see the scar so i would say to you although it'll be obvious to start with and it might be more obvious than the mole in time it will fade and the hope is that it will fade to be less obvious than the mole that's how that's how i would put it and if it's you know not visible then fantastic and the problem is i suppose you know probably guilt of, guilty of this myself you know we do tend to post you know on the instagram and the Twitter and things, we do pay to post good ones. Uh, guilty, guilty as charged. Um, maybe we should post some. The, I try and show you less good ones on when I when you come to clinic. So when people come to clinic, I do show ones that are a bit more obvious. But actually, on um, on the on when you look at social media and things like that, people before and after, we do tend to put good ones on. So um, people think, oh, they're going to be invisible because all the ones i've ever seen are invisible but you know you've got to realize you're probably going to have an average result i'm sorry to tell you most people will have an average result some people have an excellent result some people have a poor result that's what average is it's what most people get and so i try and show average results when you come to clinic and uh, to try and give you a realistic expectation of what you can achieve um so yeah i'll have a downer there but that's facts um, right, Shona. I can't get back before then. Post op on post op on Friday though. Okay, awesome. Can't get back before then, Shona. You know where I am. Email me or uh, Facebook me or get in touch if you've got any questions. Um, but uh, okay, well I'll see you on the day. Precious, best one I have seen so far. Well done with our work, Stano. Thank you, Precious. If I could thumbs you up, I would. Thumbs you right up. Well, doesn't sound right, does it? I'll give you a thumbs up. Sorry for that, precious. That's kind. That's very kind. Um, try and do my best. Um, that is kind. Um, so, yeah, it's just I can't do thumbs up on the system I'm on. I can thumbs up afterwards. Uh, well, thumbs up afterwards. Um, so that's kind. So we've got a question here from a patient who is saying, "Can I have a breast lift after breast reconstruction?" She's had a tram flap breast reconstruction, which means she's had breast cancer and she's had it reconstructed with tissue from her tummy to make a new breast. Now, I know I'm seeing you in clinic, so I know I'll answer this question, obviously, when I see you in clinic, but uh, I said I would answer it here, so I shall. Um, one thing I'm not clear on is whether you have your question is relating to a breast lift of the breast that hasn't been reconstructed or the breast that's been reconstructed. So I suspect is of the breast that hasn't been reconstructed. So you've got a reconstructed breast and a natural breast and your natural breast you want to lift, which is quite common. Now, um, one of the things about breast reconstruction is they often sit sort of high and pert, if you like, uh, particularly if you had radiotherapy, you sort of had scarring to your breast. And also, if you, you know, you had tissue from your tummy, it, it doesn't have quite, I mean, tissue from your tummy is pretty good, to be honest with you. It's probably the best of the lot uh, in terms of having a natural movement to it. But often they're a bit, they move a bit less than a natural breast does. And paradoxically, people often like that. They like the fact that the reconstructed breast is a bit more pert and a bit more sort of firm, if you like, than a natural breast. Um, and it's hard to make the natural breast sort of feel harder if you like but it's quite common for people to have a breast lift of the natural breast to try and balance and get symmetry with the reconstructed breast the problem is again particularly if you heard radiotherapy that breast reconstruction side will be scarred and so it will be tighter and it will 
not have as much give as natural tissue. So a bit like I was saying about pushing up north earlier on, when we do mastopexies, when we do breast reductions, we're pushing up north, we're fighting against gravity, the natural tissues do tend to settle. So that's why this shape settles. Similarly, if you have a lift with a reconstruction on the other side, the lifted side will settle. And it might settle to a lower place than the reconstructed side. Now, this is particularly out of a bra. So out of a bra, you might not have perfect symmetry. The reconstructed breast might be sitting higher than the lifted breast because the lifted breast hasn't got that scarring within it that you've got on your reconstructed breast. But, you know, depending on how unbalanced you are at the moment, the aim would be to make you more balanced than you are now. And certainly in a bra, you would, you know, the aim would be to make you look fine but then you might say well you might might look fine already now without the lift so you know you'd have to think about whether a lift is sort of worth it if you like um but it would sort of bring things back up um you might um potentially be talking about a lift of the reconstructed breast as i say the tram flap which is taking tissue from the tummy tram or diap flaps um are probably the best ways to reconstruct the breast in terms of having a natural result because it is all your own tissue there's no um there's no um, implant there, and it's all your own tissue. So it does have more of a sort of flow to it than, a, than other types of breast reconstruction. So you could potentially be talking about having a breast lift of a reconstructed breast. I doubt it, but you might be. Now, if you are, the main thing I'd be asking you is, have you had a nipple reconstruction? Because if you had a nipple reconstruction, that makes things very difficult to lift a reconstructed breast. Not impossible, and it is possible to tighten it and try and do a lift. But it's very difficult. It's more difficult if you had a nipple reconstruction. If you haven't had a nipple reconstruction, it's a little bit easier to tighten the breast mound and, and what have you, and then to put the nipple on later. But if you've got the nipple on already, then you've got to be a bit careful because they probably put a nip, the nipple in a place which is suiting the breast as it is sitting now. And if we're going to start lifting it or try and tightening it, it's hard to move the nipple in the same way that you move a nipple when you do a breast reduction or a breast lift of a natural breast. The nipple's got a bit more sort of move to it, and it can move around a bit more. A reconstructed breast, it's hard to move the reconstructed nipple around. So that would be the only issue, I would say, if you are um, considering a lift of your reconstructed breast, although I suspect it's a lift of the contralateral of the opposite normal breast that you're thinking of having. Whoa. So I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of questions. So amount of questions, um, if anyone, well, you know what, I've got to, I've got to be honest, um, it's been a good one tonight, Shona, Helen, Precious has been in there, so thank you all for um, your comments, uh, very, very much appreciate that, here we go, Precious is in, Precious is in, you did so well, my cousin happy with her implant, I'm saving, I'm coming to see you when I'm ready. Oh, meet you before best surgeon. Meet very honest man. Wish you all the best. Oh, God, there's a lips kiss emoji. Where did you get that from, Precious? Where did you get that kiss emoji? I haven't seen that one. Um, thank you, Precious. Um, I'm very happy to hear that your cousin um, has uh, um, has had surgery, and I'm glad that she's she's um, okay. Um, and yeah by all means come and see me precious and the fact that your cousin um has had surgery means that you can come for a free consultation with that i think i hope you know that that uh, i won't charge you so you'd be welcome to come anytime I'm looking for the kiss emoji can't see anywhere um you're welcome to come anytime um anyone who's been referred by a previous patient we don't 
um, I'm going to put that on there. We don't charge for the consultation, so you can come anytime. But um, yeah, um, thank you, Precious. Thank you for your kind words, and I hope to see you soon in the clinic. I'm going to look at camera number one. I hope to see you soon in the clinic. Um, good. Well, that was a good one in my in my book. What about you? I thought that was a good one. Nice to be here in my clinic as well, not in that theatre. Yeah, no. Right. So, without further ado, I'm going to go. Wondered where you were, Anna. Huh? Wondered where you were, but you never fail. Never fail to get in there. Without further ado, I'm going to um, go and um, shut up shop and go home. And I will be here next week. I'd love to see you all um, next week as well. If you've got any questions, email or Twitter or Facebook or, you know, whatever, or phone, um, you know, whatever, whichever way you want, just get, get in touch and I'll be very happy to go over things next week. We had loads this week. I hope we get a, a haul like that next week. That'd be brilliant. And ask questions live because that is like the holy grail. So Precious, Shona, Helen, you're awesome. Anna, you're awesome too. But those guys were awesome as well because there's some good questions. So uh, checking myself out and I'm ending right here. Have a lovely, lovely evening and enjoy the sunshine while it lasts. How long is it going to last? I don't know, but let's enjoy it. Bye. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.